0: How a prophetic word saved the Kardashian family ancestors from the Armenian genocide. This is a wild story that goes back a hundred years plus.
1: Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey... <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. And it covers a variety of different aspects from theology to the Azusa Street Revival to, of course, the Armenian Genocide. And I brought along a very special guest who is much more smarter than I am and historically gauged on this topic. This gentleman holds a Master's of Philosophy and a Bachelor's in Biblical Studies, and he's going to help us unpack this story. So we got my buddy Arthur from the Apologia Center.
1: What's up? What's up?
0: Thanks for coming here, man, and joining us. Okay, so you've done a deep dive on this topic uh, with regards to the Kardashian... um, ancestor that avoided the Armenian genocide. And we're going to get into all of it. There's a Daily Mail article that we're going to cover. But can you just, real quick, before we get into that, um, the Armenian genocide anniversary is coming up. You're right. Armenian, I'm Armenian. For folks who don't know, give us just a summarized version of the Armenian genocide and why that's important, and then we're going to get into this Kardashian story.
1: Yeah, it's it's one of the genocides and probably the most prominent one because of the first one of uh, the 20th century where... Um, it's still unrecognized by a lot of nations. It's mm-hmm. it's unrecognized by the nation that actually per- perpetrated it. Which is Turkey. and Yeah, which is Turkey. Or mm-hmm. the Ottoman Empire at the time sure. would be the proper way yep. to speak about it. And um, I mean, that's close to our hearts uh, because we have people uh, that we know that were our ancestors, mm-hmm. their ancestors you know, escaped the genocide. So it's it's important, but it's also interesting to see how God kind of weaved certain stories through that and seeing God's faithfulness in the process of that and rescuing people and speaking into the midst of a tragic situation like that.
0: Yeah, and America just recognized the Armenian Genocide. Correct. Um, It was the genocide that inspired Hitler. Yes. And ironically enough, Israel doesn't officially recognize the Armenian Genocide, even though Armenians take up uh, a quarter of the old city in Jerusalem.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, and, and there's a lot of people in Jerusalem that are original from Jerusalem mm-hmm. for whatever, thousands of years thousands that are Armenians, yes. but also people who escaped the genocide and went to, went to Armenia, Jerusalem. Uh,
0: Jerusalem. That's right. Yeah. So let's get into this story. So this is an article. I'll pull it up right here. And it's about what? Wrong button. Here we go this is an article that i somehow stumbled across and then arthur had heard about this read a book about this okay so this is this came out in 2015 right and it says keeping up with the kardashians circa 1900 how kim's ancestors heeded prophets warning a child prophets warning okay of looming slaughter to escape rural armenia for a new life in the u.s guys Smash that like button one time before we get into the story. This is one of the craziest stories that I've ever came across. So um, take us back to like how this all started. It started with this child prophet in these rural parts of Armenia that grows up. And he ends up having this prophetic vision. And then this ends up impacting the Kardashian tribe, if you will.
1: Correct. And I would say to a certain extent, probably a lot of us – the way I heard about this was from a professor in Bible college first semester. He saw my last name on the roster and he was like, "Do you know about this story?" And I was like, uh, nope, n- never heard of it." Mm-hmm. Because it's the kind of common knowledge amongst more Pentecostal folks. Yeah, uh, th- that's not that wasn't necessarily, or that's not necessarily my uh, kind of church. Yeah. So, um, so I looked into it, and then so this all comes from a book called "The Happiest People on Earth," written mm-hmm. by Dimos Shakirian. Dimos Shakirian started an organization. Called a full gospel businessman's fellowship. Mm-hmm. Uh, international. It's an international organization. It's pretty prominent in the United States and uh, South America, mm-hmm. Central and South America. And um, his grandfather, who's also named Demos, mm-hmm. uh, it's his story essentially. Okay. It's his family story where um, they lived in a village uh, called Karakala. And um, there was a Russian man at the time Mm -hmm. in his 50s Mm -hmm. but he had had a prophetic vision when he was like 11 Mm -hmm. and written this out Mm
0: -hmm. and this is in armenia
1: yeah so this is historic armenia but so this is a part of time where uh, historic armenian lands are being traded between the ottoman empire and russia yep and people are getting exiled because they're holding what is to the established church as heretical views? Mm-hmm. So people are also. Uh, this is Pentecostalism is ta- taken off in the late 1800s across the world, mm-hmm. before Azusa Street and all that right. stuff. Right.
0: Which is kind of what brought it to America is the Azusa Street revivals, right? Well, or exploded America. Yeah, in America, in America oh, it exploded
1: yeah. through Azusa Street, um, and basically, these people are in this village. There's apostolic Orthodox folks living there. His family are Presbyterians, mm-hmm. so they're not Pentecostals. Mm-hmm. But they interact with these Russian Pentecostals and there's a there's a guy in that village. He's he's the one that's called the boy prophet. Mm-hmm. Um, Efim is his name. Mm-hmm. And he has this vision where he sees these words, he writes it down, and he was illiterate from what everybody says is that this guy couldn't read or write. Mm. And he actually draws a map. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the vision, he says there's a calamity coming. There's Christians are going to be slaughtered and killed. Mm-hmm. You guys, we need to get out. Right, right. Um, and the map he draws is actually of the United States. Mm -hmm. Like he drew the ocean and stuff like that. And essentially he tells them when you land there, even if like you land on the East coast, don't remain there, go to the West coast. Mm -hmm. So all these guys come and they, they get established on the West coast in Downey and Fresno and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So they're like early farmers. So with that group, whoever listened to that Mm -hmm. left, Mm -hmm. um, the Kardashian ancestors were included in that as a matter of fact I believe there is like inner marriage between the Shakirian folks and then some of the Kardashian ancestors
0: yeah and so and this is some of the 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 family tree that goes in pretty deep on this on this article Mm. and so uh, let's just backtrack a little bit the family who the the, the kid who gets this prophecy he's a child prophet and these are not folks that are super theologically trained these are not folks that have any sort of um you know uh, doctrinal positions on stuff they're just seeing the hand of god move a
1: lot of from from my reading it seems like a lot of them were uh the russians at least were um orthodox russians mm-hmm. who had these supernatural experiences of the the what they, we would call the outpouring of the holy spirit mm-hmm. um and they're speaking in tongues so there's like a lot of practices and stuff that i would personally even have doctrinal issues with it uh-huh. um but that doesn't do anything to the fact that a word was spoken and then fulfilled mm-hmm. and a detailed word was spoken mm-hmm. and then fulfilled in many different ways. And these people actually end up here. They end up prospering as mm-hmm. the word that was spoken had to do with like their financial successes and stuff like that. And then even establishing an organization like this, which is a global organization of businessmen who are gospel-oriented folks.
0: Yeah. And the when did this... Child prophet, get the word initially. When did he get this prophet? Oh, word. this
1: is uh. So I think in the er- late 1800s, early 1900s, he's about 58, so fi- about like the 1860s. Okay, 70, something like that.
0: Wow. And so when was that? And then when did they end up fleeing Armenia? So they
1: they left. Uh, I actually wrote this down. They left in 1905, ten years
0: before the genocide. Exactly ten years before the genocide. Yeah. And he. Passed it on to uh, their grandparents. Is that right? Because that's a big gap between said the eighteen late eighteen hundreds so, so, okay, to nineteen oh
1: five. Okay, so the story is very interesting. Uh, I guess it makes sense to like start um, how the grandfather Demos mm-hmm. gets convinced that Pentecostalism and this outpouring of the Spirit is a true thing. Mm-hmm. Where um, uh, in the book, the grandson Demos, who's named after the grandfather, mm-hmm. um, he he essentially welcomed these russians and he saw kind of his interaction with them as these are people of god Mm -hmm. um and whenever they come with their wagons that maybe like 100 people or so Mm -hmm. he would throw a feast for them Mm -hmm. and what he did is he took um he took a a a, a cow a calf to kind of kill for the feast Mm -hmm. but before he did that he realized that there was something wrong i think that the cow might have been blind Mm -hmm. and uh, he kind of said Well, it's the only one that would feed this whole group. Sure. I think he was sincere in that. But he knew scripture speaks about like offering uh, animals that have blemishes to the Lord or something like that. But he said, you know what I'll do is I'll hide the head of the cow in Uh my barn. Uh And he went in and did it. And at dinner time, the patriarch of this Russian family, Uh before he like blesses the food and they can eat, kind of goes, everybody stop what you're doing, Mm -hmm. walks over to the barn. Brings out the bag with the head of the cow in there mm-hmm. and then says, Brother Demos, is there something you want to confess? Hmm. And and he confesses. He said, He says, Yeah, you know, this is what I did. I I, I knew it was wrong scripturally. Yep. That's what I mean. Like theologically, I might be like kind of Yeah. It's, we're in some
0: interesting waters. In yeah, because they're of theology. like they view
1: a lot of stuff within like an old testament kind of application sure. and stuff. But uh, the guy says, the patriarch, he says, the Lord has done this so that you and your family would see that this new outpouring of the spirit is the real deal. Mm. And so they pray for the grandfather as the story goes, and he starts speaking in tongues. Mm-hmm. And again, he's Presbyterian. Yeah. He, um, he's, he thinks like these are really good guys, sure. but he, he doesn't agree with them. He, th- yeah. he thinks they're kind of over-emotional sort of guys and stuff like yep. that. And then, um, then after that, mm-hmm. his brother-in-law, who had become Pentecostal before that, mm-hmm. essentially says a prophetic word, because they have five daughters, they don't have any boys. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, wife, the grandfather's wife is very sad about it because she sees it as like, God's not blessing her with a son. Like Mm. she she keeps having daughters. And so her brother, like one day they're sitting down, he's reading the Bible, goes up to her and says, next year, by this time, you're going to have a son. Mm. So she tells the grandfather and he marks it down on the calendar. He says, let's see if this is going to come true Mm -hmm. to the day he ends up having a son. Wow. This, before ultrasound and stuff, right? Like yeah, they yeah. don't know. It's going to be a surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, they say in the book, he says in the book that the entire village was anticipating the birth of this child because they were like, let's see if this yeah, is going to yeah, be yeah. true. Yeah. Baby's born, they end up naming him Isaac uh-huh. for obvious reasons. Sure, sure. Um, and so Isaac is Deimos' dad, who, the mm-hmm. one who wrote the book. Wow. And they end up coming to America. Uh, they escaped the genocide. That entire village, whoever didn't escape, got wiped completely. The the village got completely destroyed during mm. the genocide. How
0: did they come over to America because that's a this is a hundred you know yeah, hundred, so they, they, almost th- 110 years typically ago. It was
1: like Staten Island uh-huh. so people would get on ships yeah and then they would come to Staten Island and then they'd get uh, you know brought into the country and then they end up on the West Coast. They end up in Downey California mm. and it's it's very like tragic and sad because they end up here with nothing. Mm-hmm. They were farmers back home mm-hmm. and the grandfather pretty early on gets a job in Nevada mm-hmm. working on train tracks or something. And then has uh, has like a heat exhaustion or something and dies from it. Mm. So Isaac, the son at like 14 years old, has to be the provider for the family. Sheesh. And seems like he's a very hardworking guy. Mm-hmm. He gets uh, like sells newspapers and stuff, but mm-hmm. starts working in the factory. I think where they're working with leather and gets sick from it, mm. like his breathing. And doctors tell him like, you're going to die. Mm. If you continue to do this. You're going to die. And... In the book, they continuously talk about how they brought their kind of beliefs, their Pentecostalism into um, like everything they did. Mm-hmm. So he he realizes there's a lot of fruit everywhere mm-hmm. and he can get it cheaper and then sell it fresher, uh-huh. kind of fresh fruit, sell it fresher than the, than the stores yep. and buys a horse and a buggy and then starts doing that. Becomes pretty well off and then buys cows. They end up becoming like the, I think they become the biggest dairy farmers not the world in the country, definitely.
0: Jeez, and so if we go to this graphic here, um, we have the Robert Kardashian, right, which is the mm-hmm. father to Courtney, Kim, Chloe, uh, and Robert Jr. And then you have uh, Chris uh, Kris Jenner, who was married to Brit- Bruce Jenner, okay. And then if we for- go further back, Arthur Kardashian, right. And so we're in the timeline are. The folks that you are talking so about. So there,
1: there should be a woman in there somewhere. I think it's Robert's aunt or something uh-huh. uh, who's married to one of the Shakirians. Okay. Um, I would suppose it would be that for the first two couple, Lusik uh-huh. up uh-huh. top. Yes. I think it's them that they escaped the fled to California
0: from. Yeah. Wow, interesting. And so now, so so if we if we jump forward, right, a couple generations, Armenian people always have a pretty close. Identity to their Christian roots Correct Right Armenia being the first Christian nation uh, Developing a written language To translate the Bible All of these different things um, And and this legacy gets passed on To where we heard stories of Robert Kim Kardashian's dad Doing Bible studies
1: Yeah, that's what I've right? heard That there, there was regular Bible studies that, that was had at their house I wasn't By the way, I'm not a big fan <laughs> Like of the family And all that stuff they do But um it seems like they, uh, like one of the statements they would make to each mm-hmm. other, is like Bible, to, like in all honesty or something like mm-hmm. that. Is is that true? I, again, yeah. For those who know, maybe they can put in the comments. Yeah. Um, it seems to me that there's been kind of a trend in their family line mm-hmm. of, of folks being pretty biblical or being believers. Mm-hmm. Um, in my estimation, from what I see, I wouldn't say that's the case currently. Mm-hmm. But as I was thinking about this and preparing for it uh, and going over it, I said, man, it's very interesting. And I think it was the, the Black China thing that yeah. just recently came out with they getting baptized. I was like, dude, anybody that interacts with this family, it seems like there's some kind of a spiritual thing that happens yeah. with Kanye yeah. and then her. Yeah. And uh, I mean, my genuine desire would be that everyone be saved because that's what the Bible says. Right. But it'd be really cool to see this family actually like, go back to their roots, Yeah, these individuals that trusted God right. and His word, yep. and escaped the genocide to say, man, we're like all about Jesus. Yeah. That, that would be amazing to see.
0: Yeah, well, Kim has made professions of faith pretty boldly over the years. I know she's done some work with who, obviously, I don't I don't know where she is with Jesus now, or there's definitely Correct. some inconsistent behavior to say the least with regards to uh, the profession of faith, but then also the public yeah. persona. Um, but she's made some professions of faith. I don't know about the other sisters. Oddly enough, Bruce Jenner made some professions of faith, and he's a very, very conservative yeah, yeah. trans person. It's the weirdest thing in yeah. terms of like his views on most issues, yet he's living this kind of bizarre lifestyle.
1: Yeah, I, I, it's very difficult for me to interpret that stuff, but um, again, I, I think there's been spiritual influences on his life, mm-hmm. and um, I would say he's walked away from that, but he at least when when he speaks about God, it's very interesting to me because mm-hmm. I, I remember there watching a video where he I think he was he was crying mm-hmm. and talking about like I hope God will accept me, mm-hmm. um, and I mean that's heart wrenching because it it's very clear there's an identity issue there yeah and whether God's he knows the word enough it seems to me mm-hmm. where he's like whatever I'm doing and the way I'm living might be inconsistent with that yeah. Uh, but in regards to like his political kind of moral yeah, views, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oddly enough, they're very conservative.
0: Yeah, 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 definitely. And so again, I I just find it so fascinating that this prophetic word came to pass in a way that most people would just completely dismiss it and be like, oh, this is hearsay. This is not something that is uh, words of knowledge. Prophecies yeah. aren't for today. Yet we see these things making themselves very real today from healing to prophecy to you know whatever like yeah there's a real and you're not like a hyper charismatic guy i'm not a hyper charismatic or a charismaniac right i would call yeah. myself a charismatic with a seatbelt. um <laughs> how do you reconcile some of this theologically look and,
1: i for me i because i believe all these things are active and god um still speaks to us in various ways visions and dreams and all that stuff I mean, I had a dream when my before my son was born. I mean, God told me that we we're going to have a kid mm-hmm. way before we found out anything. And I told my wife, this is what the Lord told me. Mm-hmm. It was right on. Yeah, like, there's, Explain that to me, right? Yep. Um, but I also realized that people's maybe lack of education, theological training, all, the, all that stuff can bring it into a situation where even though they're experiencing God, mm-hmm. they're interpreting the things and maybe exercising it in improper ways. Mm. Um, I think we see this in the Bible, as a matter of fact. Okay. So I'll give you an example. Um, Moses and Aaron uh, are very clearly uh, guided by God, brought out from the land of Egypt. Mm -hmm. Moses goes up on a mountain. The people say Moses is dead, X, Y, and Z. They end up building a golden calf. Mm -hmm. What a lot of people don't understand about this text, a lot of people think they're worshiping another God. Mm -hmm. They're not. The text says... Aaron told them, "This is God who brought you out of Egypt." Mm-hmm. So they've they're doing what they were used to in regards to idolatry, mm-hmm. and they're putting it on Yahweh. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I think it's like what would get Aaron to do something stupid like that? Even when Moses questions him, he goes, "Well, you know, they brought all the gold. I threw it into the fire. This calf came out." Mm-hmm. It's like I don't know how it's that sarcastic or whatever. Sure, but um, like clearly, you're not supposed to ha- create any images of Yahweh. Mm-hmm but they do it anyways, mm-hmm. right? Now that's against God, mm-hmm. they shouldn't be doing that. Mm. But would we at that point say, Aaron is like not a believer, mm-hmm. not committed to God? No, mm-hmm. he just makes a mistake, he, may, he does a wrong thing. Yeah, interesting parallel. So I think low. believers do wrong things all the time, Yeah, yeah. even theologically. Um, I think salvation is reliant on our faith, mm-hmm. um, and then I think we can be wrong in all sorts of other theological areas, or we might be right in our belief of that, but wrong in our practice of that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. And and by the way, I I, I don't think what Arthur is saying or what I'm saying is that uh, because there's a an aura of folks that that seem to have these spiritual encounters connected to the Kardashians that that's because of the Kardashians. That's not that's not the point. It's just a no interesting thing to see people have radical conversion experiences that are in, somehow indirectly connected to that family and the fact that these daughters wouldn't have existed and Rob Kardashian wouldn't have existed had they not fled let me, for, let for, me come from, from the, this from the genocide.
1: Let me come up with a scenario, okay? Um, because the story's not done mm-hmm. of any family, your family, my family, anyone's family, yep. the story's not done. Yep. Um, it is so much like God to take very, very broken things mm-hmm. and use them for his glory. Mm. That's like as biblical as you can get. Yeah. Um now it seems like there's a lot of brokenness in that family. Mm-hmm. Um we don't know what the future is gonna look like for like Kim and Kanye's kids mm-hmm. or any one of the other grandchildren in in the family. No? Sure. Because of their name, because of the influence, even though I think the way that fame and influence has come about, in many ways it's wrong mm-hmm. and I would say immoral. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't surprise me either them or any of those children become a huge influence for the gospel. Mm. Because I don't think God randomly does things. He's got plans. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it takes about 150 years, 200 years for those plans to come into fruition. Mm. But if that does happen, then maybe we can tie the story together with a nice bow and say, God knew 200 years ago, Mm -hmm. he saved these people so that he would do this thing now. Mm. Yeah. Right? and then that that's when people will sit up and pay attention and go oh wow yeah all this brokenness but all of our families have this brokenness yeah. stuff man all of yeah. our families got crazy situations mm-hmm. um and then god goes you you're you're going to serve me
0: yes it's like the the providence of god intertwined with the responsibility of humans and right. and, and how that works is 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 a mystery yeah. you know we don't know exactly how it works but there seems to be something to all of that um Bring it full circle to the Armenian genocide. It's about to be uh, the anniversary anniversary coming up. um, April 24th. April 24th. Uh, Break that down a little bit and and why that's a significant event that more people need to be educated on.
1: Yeah, so... (laughs) You you hit the nail on the head right there. Um, Why is it significant? Number one, because currently the Azerbaijani government is blockading Artsakh. Some people think genocide 100 and plus years ago, yeah. it's past history, nobody cares about it. Right. Most places in the world, these things are very active today mm-hmm. and alive. Yep. And so when I see, and I did see this, Azerbaijani uh, civilians, it seems, walking around saying, uh, we're gonna spill the blood for Armenian necks on this mountain right mm-hmm. here or on this hill. I go, that's the genocide still continuing, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And so for me, uh, it's extremely important that we're aware of this. And you're going to hear a lot of this, obviously, because it's April and people are going to be talking about it. I'm very sure the president's going to come out with a statement about it Mm -hmm. uh, on April 24th. Um, But if it's, let's put it this way, genocide denied is genocide perpetrated. Mm. It's continued. Um, And so, and then given what's happening with Azerbaijan and Armenia and yeah. Artsakh, yep. um, and and you know that firsthand right. what that conflict looks like right. uh, uh, in your own life, um, people are like very serious about this, and they got all this baggage, and they go, "We got it. We got away with it then. Mm-hmm. We we're getting away with it now, mm-hmm. and we can get away with it in the future." So we should all be uh, concerned about this.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's interesting. You said these things connect. And that there seems to be a continued effort in this part of the country, mm-hmm. uh, excuse me, part of the world, to it, delete Armenians, basically, more or less, you know? And and, and, and for folks who don't know that, the, the reason why me and my family are out here is because we come from Azerbaijan. We, I was born and raised in Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan. And Armenians were exiled from Azerbaijan in the pogroms of Baku, but there was a, a settlement left that you could you could basically say there's an Armenian community inside of Azerbaijan well, that's now causing all the flare-ups. Well, they
1: they they declared independence that was never recognized yep. um, by anyone, as a matter of fact. But they wanted to be their own country, yep. and war was fought over it. They won it with the help of Armenia, um, and then obviously in 2020 there was another war that was fought over it. And that war was fought with the uh, with Azerbaijan with Turkey's help, mm-hmm. uh, as a matter of fact, with Pakistan's help as well. Yep. Um. And uh. And then they took back a bunch of that land, and now they've blockaded the only road for the past like two hundred something days. Yeah. The only road from Armenia to Artsakh or Nagorno-Karabakh, mm-hmm. and people are like essentially starving or they don't have medical aid. Yeah. And every every other day they'll be shooting at civilians. Yeah. You know. So yeah. this stuff is real.
0: It's real, and it's it's real, and it's insulting when you hear folks from the LGTV community say stuff like, "If you don't use my pronouns, you're committing genocide." <laughs> like, as someone that you know, the part of the world where we come from, there's actual genocide in our lineage and ge- and the generational impacts of that. Yeah. And so, when you hear some of this goofy stuff like, "If you don't affirm me," If you don't celebrate this, then I, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, like, man, it's just they, they don't know what real genocide like.
1: You're cheapening the word, man. Yeah. you che- Stop doing that. Uh, I mean, use other words. Right. You're the one who's all for the use of alternate pronouns. Right. <laughs> like, use other words. Do right. not use those words. Yeah. Because I think it insults any people group that have gone through any kind of a genocide. Yeah. Whether that's the Armenians or the Jews or the Rwandans. Whatever that may be, right? Yeah. Um, So just please stop. Yeah,
0: that's good. Guys, if you want to hear the story of the Armenian back, um, the history of Armenia, and when I had Arthur on the first time on my channel, I'll have that pinned up over here. If you want to go the extra mile, partner with us for as little as $5 a month um, to... Help us continue contextualizing the gospel using media, podcast. You get our daily after-party streams, which we're about to do one right now with Arthur, unedited, uh, exclusive access to our podcast, and uh, access to a private Discord, a discount code for our store, all that good stuff. Uh, keep us independent. Keep us answering only to you so that we never have to make brand deals and make goofy commercials like these. Our friends at Cell Skincare have exciting news to celebrate in
1: 2023. Using the manscape during my showers after workout has given me much more confidence. And that's where Mudwater comes in. True Classic has got your back. All thanks to the sponsor of today's video, saymine.com.
2: Established Titles is your opportunity to earn the title of Laird.
0: Interviews, all starting for only $5 a month.